don't come my way from the bottom so i got a lot to say always got it i can never hit the hay score a goal like i'm on the power play when i'm popping don't come my way first tripping and they got a lot to say i was down when they all flew away now i party like my birthday every day ladies and gentlemen welcome to the philly fans podcast and i can just tell you that this is gonna be a, a podcast this is kevin and Eric, and I don't know what you mean. I, I mean that it's, it's going to be a lot of negativity out of me. It's that Negadelphia is going to come out today. What's it's, that different than any other week? Because, Eric, I just I don't see any hope this week that the Eagles beat the Ravens on Sunday. I don't see any hope. If you can't take out the Steelers, who are less than the Ravens, let's be honest, I, I, I don't get how the Eagles can beat them. But, hey, I digress. I, I go to you. Because if we're Philadelphia, this is a game we win and get the hopes up with all fans everywhere. Yeah. Being like, oh, we beat the Ravens, and then just and lose to the Giants. So what you're saying is exactly what I said uh, on Monday's podcast. Yes. Like, hey, we're going to get our hopes up and then diminish them. So, yeah. I mean, if, if you're looking at who the Ravens played this year so far, the Ravens have played the Browns, the Texans, the Chiefs, the, the football team – and the Bengals, and they have one loss, and that is only to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and uh, the Chiefs just got beat by the Raiders. It, it doesn't. It the, does not. the Nelson, the Nelson Aguilar Raiders. Here's my hope for Sunday. Here's the only thing that I can I can think that is possible for Sunday. That the Ravens are sleeping on the Eagles and looking ahead to the Steelers. I can see that. Because that is the only possibility I see that the Eagles beat the Ravens this week because the Ravens play the Steelers a week from Sunday. Right. And we're in another. They do also have the Eagles situation where are they going to sleep on the Ravens to focus on the Giants, who's in the NFC East, for Thursday night? Eagles can't sleep on anyone right now. They have to go in every game looking to win. Um, But we're in another situation where – the team we're playing, you know, has a good tight end, and we have no linebackers to cover them. Yeah, this is this is a tough – like I said, usually I'm more animated, but I came in thinking it's just a podcast today. It, it's, just, it's just another day here in Negadelphia for, for me. No, I, I, I have more hope than you do, obviously, Kev. Um, but I think this is a game we can win – if we play the defense like the Chiefs did. And the Chiefs don't have a great defense either. Uh, but they held Lamar under 100 passing yards. I mean, and Lamar has been – he's been sacked a lot this season. Right. He's not been sacked as much as Carson Wentz, but he has been sacked a lot this season, which looks good for the Eagles' defensive line, which we don't have an issue with the defensive line. No. We don't have an issue with the Eagles stopping the run game. As well, so I, I could see them holding, holding Martin the running game in check. Yeah, completely. Like that—that that wouldn't be a surprise if they shut down Mark Ingram. The one issue we have, Kev, and I didn't see the—I didn't see the injury report yet today. But Darius Slay did not participate yesterday, so in concussion protocol. Yeah, Darius Slay missed practice uh, this week, being that he is in concussion protocol. So that is—that is scary in general. Um, but is this a game you're going to need Darius Slay as much 
because they really don't have the star wide receiver that you have to shut down. They have a very good wide receiver in, uh, as you said, Hollywood Brown, yeah. right? Yeah. But is he one that you really have to focus in on, or is your focus on the tight ends? Because that's what that's what Lamar Jackson goes to is his tight ends. I think I think he needs slaying the game regardless. I, I just it's your best defender in the secondary, so why? <laughs> I would hate to have him out any game. I get what you're saying, but you need your best players to play. Uh, I think he brings you know some attitude to the field too. So. I get what you're saying, but, uh, yeah, we do need our linebackers to step up, and they have not yet. It's not a positive sign that they signed a uh, a defensive back to the practice squad yesterday. Or, no, sorry, today. I... Today, an hour ago, they signed Graylin Arnold to the practice squad. So that's not a good sign. That's not a positive. So well, let's they, activated, to... they activated Will Parks. Well, Will Parks will drop back into safety. That will put Jalen Mills as the cornerback even more so because it will be Will Parks and uh, Rodney McLeod as your safeties. Because Kayvon Wallace is hurt too. Kayvon Wallace is hurt as well. He has a neck injury. He did not participate. So let's go. Do you want to go into the injury report real quick before we even try to break down this? this I think it's going to happen on Sunday. I think we should because there's some names on there that are going to affect the game. Yeah. Well, the one name that's going to affect the game is the name that should be playing at middle linebacker. And that's Sean Bradley. Yeah. Sean Bradley was out with an illness yesterday from practice, so hopefully he comes back. Javon Brown, guard, he was also out with an illness. So hopefully it's just an illness and not anything else. Another member of the illness crew, let's just call them the illness crew, the the guys who are ill. Yeah. And we're not talking about the Illadelph like we did in 2008 and 2009. They're literally ill. Hassan Ridgeway is also ill. He was out yesterday with an illness. That stinks. Fletcher Cox was out for personal reasons yesterday. But Fletcher Cox literally takes a practice or two off a week. Yeah, he takes he's a always, on Sunday. He's so. always on this injury report every day. Uh, safety Marquise Epps with a rib injury did not participate. Lane Johnson, who we've talked about on Monday to get a second opinion on that ankle, also did not participate. But good news uh, there, he, they're saying he doesn't need another surgery. And I think that is the reason why the second, that second opinion is going to be there. And it's really, to be honest, it's something he's going to have to play with. He, he just he's No, I agree. He's going to have to play with it. And I think even he knows that at this point. Did you see what uh, Brandon Brooks tweeted? I did not. You can please bring up Brandon Brooks before I go into more injuries. <laughs> well, he said he, – he tweeted uh, – picture of his cleats and said it feels good to lace him up again but i don't (laughs) know what that means but uh he has been known to come back fairly quickly from injury yeah yes he has we'll we'll see what happens hopefully brandon brooks comes back really the offensive line has not been my worry as much as i thought it was going to be no they've played actually particularly um better than i expected Although they did give up five sacks against the Steelers. but Yeah, but that's the best defense, in, like one of the best defense in the league. Yes, it is. Uh, so, continuing, Duke Riley, linebacker, did not participate with a rib injury. Another linebacker down. Do you know how much money the Eagles put towards the linebacker position this year? Ten bucks. Three million dollars. Yeah. They are <laughs> ranked 32nd in the NFL in paying their linebacking court. Equivalent to $10. That is ridiculous. 
the most one of the most important positions on the defensive field, where you usually find your captain on yep. the defensive field, you put three million dollars in on. This is why Jim Schwartz is not succeeding as a defensive coordinator. One of many reasons why he's not succeeding. Watch, <laughs> looking at you. That's a shot at Elliot Shore Parks yesterday. Another shot at you for saying that uh, that Jim Schwartz is actually a good defensive coordinator based on statistics. Get on sixteen. Please, please, just yeah. He he plays the chain. He, the sticks defense doesn't work. Doesn't care about linebackers. Got rid of Russell Douglas and Sidney Jones, who are both succeeding elsewhere right now. Uh, I'm. You did nothing to help them out. I and yeah, part of this is. Jim Schwartz, but part of this is also Harry Roseman and his decision-making. Once again, Howie not doing something. I'm going to get to Howie and complain about him in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Darius Slay, also injured with the concussion, as we talked about. He did not participate. We're hoping, holding out hope that he's okay today. Kayvon Wallace with a neck injury. He did not participate. And now we get to our limiteds, Eric. <sighs> this is a Terrible injury report so far. At least Jason Kelsey was full practice. Best IR in the NFL. Swear. I swear. Well, now that the, the Niners is coming back from their injury list, they're just dropping. And, uh, the Eagles' victory of the Niners looks very weak after last week, as we mentioned on Monday. Sure uh, does. So check out that recap of the Steelers-Eagles game from Monday, that emergency podcast that we had. Wide receivers, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, were limited at practice. Just like they were last week. It don't matter. I, Just like the week before. They Deshaun, come back. They're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to change anything. I, I don't see Deshaun mattering. I see Alshon mattering a little bit more. But we've been saying, hey, Alshon's going to come back. Alshon's come back. And they gave us hope. Oh, Alshon will be back sooner than expected. Alshon will be back in September. No. No, he won't. Oh, Alshon won't be back. He'll be back in early October. No. No, he won't. Because here I sit, mid-October, and Alshon Jeffrey's still not ready to go. Yep. With his foot injury. And hopefully he comes back and, and definitely silences me because all I've been is critical on that guy all year for the past couple of years at this point. Alshon Jeffrey needs to play so that we can actually open up the field. And you know what, Eric? Allow Zach Ertz to get open. Yeah. Because Zach Ertz can't get open if he's double covered all the time. And that's and that's the thing I think is missed by a lot of people criticizing Zach Ertz is he's their best player going out for, you know, receptions, so he's gonna be doubled all the time. You would think you would think last week that Fulgham would have opened him up a little bit, but I still think he was being doubled. Well, you need you need multiple wide receivers to get open when Travis Fulgham is the only person getting opened, right? And, or you're not using using your playmakers, and we'll get to the that coaching situation as well soon because I still have this injury list. Yeah, still have it. Avante right. Maddox was limited at practice with an ankle injury. Richard Rogers, backup tight end, has actually done a really good job in place of Dallas Goddard is also injured with a neck injury, was limited at practice. But, hey, Jason Kelsey practiced in full. That's right. So, I guess there's positives. I guess so. There, there's too many negatives to be positive. <clears throat> and it doesn't look like we're going to win the Le'Veon Bell free agency. 
Not that. No. It wasn't really. No way. It. You're kidding. Yeah, apparently, he's going to the Chiefs. That's what I hear. So it's down to three teams. The Eagles are not one of them. Yeah. Uh oh. Free agent now available. Free agent linebacker just became available. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, boy. Because something happened down in Jacksonville. What? I honestly, I think at this point you just need you just need linebackers. You just go out. You just go out there and say, "Hey, I need you." Yeah. Hey, hey, guy. Uh, we kind of need you uh, because Howie Roseman's a moron. And let's go into Howie Roseman being a moron. Why sure. not, Eric? I'm. Hey. Why not? So it's down to three teams for the uh, for the Levi, the Le'Veon Bell situation. And every time someone becomes available, I tweet about it. Sorry, it's it's true. It's facts. Le'Veon Bell is down to three teams that he's potentially signing with. One of them being the Kansas City Chiefs, which would honestly make the most sense. Not really. No, it makes the most sense if he wants to win a championship. Well, yeah, but he's not gonna. He's not gonna play. I don't know. It's it's so. Here's the thing. He he chose two division rivals to the Jets and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are always going to be on the board there. So it's currently playing the sign with one of three teams, the Miami Dolphins, who have Jordan Howard. He hasn't done much, though. He hasn't done much. I would like him up here, though, still. The Kansas City Chiefs and Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills. Interesting. Barring change, Bill will decide among these teams as early as today. I, I I don't know, man. <clears throat> How are we not? Uh, uh, well, I guess we're not going to pay him, which is fine. I didn't want to. If we got him, I wouldn't want to pay him a lot anyway. Well, it's, once again, Howie doesn't know what he's doing. We're going to continue on with that. Howie doesn't know what he's doing because we've been talking since March, and I say this every single week. Just a guy on his couch drinking water. All right, every single week I mention that the Eagles need a running back that's not Corey Clement or Boston Scott to give proper rest to Miles Sanders and is actually going to give you positive yards. And that's what Le'Veon Bell does. Miles Sanders had 11 carries on Sunday against the Steelers. Mm -hmm. 11. He is the best playmaker on the field for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Why is he not getting the ball? I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, besides the one long run he had, he didn't really produce. Um, but we're not really setting him up to produce. You're not saying – what, you're going to hand off the ball at the middle or hand the ball off tackle where you know that blitz is coming yeah. instead of, you know, tossing it out to him or throwing a nice little screen pass or maybe even like that little like slant out of the backfield. There are ways to get a playmaker of football. Right. And who's, who's the guy from 97.5 saying that Miles Sanders is not – that was Tyrone jo Tyrone Johnson, Jackson, Tyrone, whatever. He's the producer for the Mike Missinelli show. Uh, oh, that makes sense. And, and he attacked, uh, attacked my girl, Key, who has been a follower of the Philly fans since we started. Uh, real, at Real Mama Eagle, for those people who, uh, who follow her, everybody knows who she is. She was originally PH, PHL sports goddess back in the day. <laughs> Uh, so she has been definitely a huge follower. She tore him apart, and he he 
he just started blocking people because of it. Right, right. He couldn't handle a little uh, – Can't handle heat. Yeah. Well, if he's a producer for Mike Miss, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, yeah, he, uh, he – for some reason he's saying Miles Sanders not producing. Well, you're not getting the ball in his hands, for one. I don't know who's calling the plays, Doug Peterson, because we don't have an offensive coordinator because we're so smart. We're, we're the smartest team. It's obviously going to work without a, without that game. Yeah, I mean, he, he, My, Miles Sanders only has, you know, five point some yards a carry, which is great for a running back. And uh, there's <laughs> there's only two running backs who have more rushing yards than Miles Sanders since week two. That's, right. That's Dalvin Cook and Todd Gurley, who I, I believe we also said we should have gone after. But, hey. Hey, you know. Miles Sanders has 316 yards since week two. Todd Gurley has 319 yards. Right. I'm sorry. Get him the ball, man. Yep. Get your playmaker the ball. It, it makes sense. Or how about you sign someone who is reliable in a running game, even though he's a bit older at this point, bring in Le'Veon Bell. But you're not going to because you're Howie Roseman and you're smarter than everybody else. Yep. And that's why we're 1-3-1. One, one. Uh, so the Jaguars acquired a – linebacker so they released one so they released Cassius Marsh I don't even know who he is but he's got to be better than Nate Gary well the, I saw a stat you probably saw it too Nate Gary has started 100% of the snaps he has four solo tackles and I believe Sean Bradley who has had like 20% of the snaps or 15% that's six <laughs> So it just that just shows you what the Eagles are thinking, which is it's it. It seems like we just don't know who to play. Like I feel if I've been seeing it a lot too, and I feel like if Alshon and Deshaun come back, they're gonna like sit Fulgham, who has basically been the only producer. Like, why not give the kid a chance and let's see if he can continue this? You have to do something to change things up. I mean, against this this. Uh, Ravens team that we're play, playing against on Sunday who are known to get Lamar Jackson out of the pocket to run, who are known to throw the ball to their tight ends, you, you have to do something. Yeah. So, and especially in this linebacker position that Chase Claypool was able to destroy on Sunday. Uh, that's, that's something you need to start opening up more and start figuring out how you can stop players. Right. Because they are now attacking Nate Gary exactly, exactly what they we said they would do. Attack the linebacker core with quick slants, and it's going to work. Yep. Wow, look at that. Or uh, if he's one-on-one, -on -one, just hit a go-route and piece by him. Because he's given up so many catches and so many yards. He's the one person, one linebacker who has done that throughout this whole season, who continues to give up yards and continues to give up passes. It's just – it's a joke. He's a joke. This linebacker core right. is a joke. $3 million spent at the linebacker position. Joke. And this is on Howie Roseman as much as it is on the coaching staff. Right. I'm so confused with what they are doing defensively. And right now, while you're playing the Ravens, you need to figure out a way to stop them 
or you need to match touchdowns with touchdowns. Mm -hmm. You can't keep drawing three and outs. Every play, you need touchdown for touchdown. That's how you have to match it. Ravens score, you need to score right after them. It's just how it's got to be. Right. So, yeah, I'm expecting a big game out of, uh, out of tight end Mark Andrews. I would, I would also. I mean, I don't see how he can against this team. So, how, Eric, what have you seen? How are the Eagles preparing to stop Lamar Jackson? Uh, well, I saw today that our number two pick was playing as Lamar in practice. Um, uh, <laughs> our wide receiver pick? Yeah, our wide receiver. Our linebacker pick. Right. Denzel Mims was playing as Lamar Jackson. No, Jalen Hurts. Who? Jalen Hurts. He had a, a throw last week for 18 yards. Oh, he's the one who went one for one last week uh, and has run the ball for like five yards yeah. total, but has four fumbles. <laughs> that one. Yeah, so he's oh, – Oh, that's second round pick. I'm sorry. I, I confused him for what they should have done. Um, He – yeah, he was playing as Lamar. Obviously, he's not Lamar, but, you know, he is that mobile quarterback, so the defense is trying to prepare for Lamar. But I – I mean, Lamar is his own animal. He's more like Vic in that sense. And you can't really prepare for that. You got to do what you can. Lamar is a freak. hmm And we need to cover the freak and try to stop him. Just do you? Like you said, just like the Vic problem. Go right. Ahead. I was just saying, there's two things I want to say. So I would match a safety up with Andrews, have a cover, play a cover one, have a man on man with a with the tight end. Don't put a linebacker on him. I don't think that's going to be helpful. And then on offense, do you use Jalen Hurts more? Do you try to match, you know, blow for blow, and have him maybe do a few more, you know, I don't know, like freaking RPOs, or maybe he's just in there to throw it, but he's just a threat. You don't even play Carson like. I don't, I don't like bringing Jalen Hurts in as, like, wildcat, quote-unquote, and having Carson Wentz on the outside. Why not just have a receiver out on the outside and sit Carson for a play and have Jalen Hurts do something so it shows that he could throw it? So what you're saying is do what I've been saying for two weeks. Sure. Put Jalen Hurts – but here's the thing with Doug, because he's so much smarter than everybody else. Doug is using Jalen Hurts the way Doug uses these wildcat situations. It's the same way he used Greg Ward a year ago. He tried it a couple years ago again. He would try to be smarter than everybody else and have him lined up and take a run off the side or line up, drop back for a pass, toss it off to a – Toss it off to Carson Wentz or toss it off as a, a reverse – basically a reverse sweep. You're going to see that at one point is that reverse sweep that's going to get torn apart for 15 yards. They're going to lose 15 yards. Just well, reading it right here. The, the other – the other that sweep and lose 15 yards. The other teams that run that sweep just terrorize us. So – and you're going to see him drop back for a couple passes to go for those eight yards. Uh, to the point where now, oh, my gosh, he's in the game. What's he going to do? And now he's going to look like a genius. Come, what, which week are we in? We are in week five? Six. We're in week six? Uh, is it that bad already? <laughs> We're in week six. So 
starting week eight, week nine, you're going to start seeing – actually, no. You want to know when you're going to see Jalen Hurts being used more? Against the New York Giants next Thursday night. Yeah. That's when you're going to see Jalen Hurts used more. Why is that? Because that's Doug Peterson trying to be smarter than everybody else. All right. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's been a joke at this point. Yeah. Terrible coaching. Terrible coaching. You seem so down. I, I, I have no hope. <laughs> and the problem is I should have hope. You should. That's the problem. I should have hope, and I don't. I don't. I have no hope. Nate Gary is your linebacker. Spending $3 million in your linebacker position is a joke. Yeah. Not having a backup plan is a joke. I, Who's, who are you going to have spy Lamar? Because you're going to have to spy him. What, what the Eagles might do, and this is really the only thing you can do, is you're going to put less pressure on them. No. You're going to drop your defensive ends back into pass coverage because they can't go right into the play. They're kind of have to stay on the outside there, so they're going to have to kind of stay as that spy in case he breaks through. So you're not going to see those defensive ends pressure as much. So you're not going to hear Josh Sweat's name a lot. You're not going to hear Brandon Graham's name a lot because they're going to kind of resist because they're going to expect Lamar to break out. So they can kind of be that spy to drop back and then come in. But the problem with that is you don't have linebackers. Right. So when Lamar Jackson reads that and sees that, there's no linebackers to stop him. And he's going to right. just throw it right over to Mark Andrews. And make well, I think that's why I think you need a spy. I, don't, I mean, you can have a linebacker spy the quarterback. That's probably the easiest job. Right? Because you're not, you're not playing coverage at that point. You're just watching the quarterback. You know who our linebackers are, right? It doesn't matter. I, I don't know. Because I, I think you have to get pressure on him because he does – he underperforms when he has a lot of pressure. You, you know who our linebackers are, right? I get that. How many – sorry. How many of your line, our linebackers, our starting linebackers, can you actually name? Uh, right now with injuries, uh, Gary. Nate Gary is the only starting linebacker you can name. Because Duke Riley's hurt and TJ Edwards is hurt. And Bradley's how, hurt. How scary is that? That is scary. We should have drafted Patrick Queen. So, uh, he's killing it in Baltimore, by the way. You have you have Duke Riley, Sean Bradley, Nate Gary, Devion Taylor, TJ Edwards, Alex Singletary. And you wonder what Howie did a year ago? He got rid of a star linebacker, and he played pretty well in Pittsburgh. And now he's in Baltimore. And he's a star, LJ Fort. How he got rid of him? Why? Yeah. Don't know. Why aren't you seeing? Oh, we signed this guy to a couple year contract. Next year, I'm going to have this weakness, but LJ Fort can step into that. Now, no, no, now he can't. Why didn't we keep him in week five? Why didn't we keep, you know who I'm going to say? Any linebacker at this point. Why, well, why didn't we keep Jordan Hicks? Why didn't we keep Kevin Grigio Hill? Why didn't we keep Jordan Hicks? Why didn't we keep any of these players? Hell, I'll take I'll take Casey Matthews back. At least he had the hair. 
I won't take Casey Matthews back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. However, there is a Matthews out there on the free agent market. No, I, I don't know. I, I, don't touch, I don't touch him. Clay Matthews is out in the free agent market. He's 34 years old. <laughs> At least he brings some football IQ to the linebacker. Court. He brings some football IQ. And uh, the Titans released uh, Wesley Woodyard, 12-year veteran. I, I don't know, Kev. Our linebacking core is crap. Or maybe you touch uh, you touch a former first round pick in Darren Lee, who started last year with the Chief, with the Chiefs. Anyone's got to be better than what we have. Or, or as ESPN has pointed out, you make a trade for Hassan Ridgeway, and you trade Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. And a sixth-round pick for Hassan Ridgeway and a third-round pick, like ESPN mentioned. But you need to fix this linebacker position. If they mention that, do you think it's been in the talks? Maybe. That's gonna call. That's gonna cause a minor uproar in Philly. Oh, oh, minor! It will cause more than that. <laughs> Especially if he underperforms. Yeah, well, right now he's definitely – Zach Ertz is definitely underperforming for us. No, I agree with that. I I don't know how the Eagles can contain them. They have a – they. Lamar Jackson is a playmaker himself. He always has the ball, and the Eagles refuse to put the ball in their playmaker's hands. And notice how we have kind of stopped talking about Carson Wentz. Yeah. Because he, he's kind of redeeming himself in times. I know, I know he's given up some interceptions. He's made smarter plays over the past couple of weeks. He's still not being Carson Wentz. But he obviously he needs more weapons and he needs players to get more open. Now it's an attack on a linebacker position that we have been saying is an issue since March. Yeah, and, and you don't see the issues with Carson. Like you said, he's still making some mistakes, but he's looking a lot better. And um, I, I just I, – yeah, you're right. I think our defense is the issue now. Our offense is obviously putting up points now. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, if we go shoot out with Baltimore, which is going to be tough anyway because they have a good defense, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, you need to shoot out against Baltimore. It's the only way to beat them. I, I, I have no idea how else. But, Eric, I have, I have no hope on Sunday. Well, I do. I think I think we have a chance to win. I think it's going to be a shootout, high scoring, both teams scoring the thirties. So, what's your score? Thirty-four, thirty Eagles. That's thirty-four, thirty Eagles. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's that's nice. You want to know my score? Yeah. Thirty-four to seventeen Ravens. And it's one of those games in which it's a blowout game. The first, qu- the first quarter, first half looks pretty close. It's probably like 17 to 10 after the first half. And the offense is clicking. The defense is giving us some hope. And then the second half happens. The Ravens start scoring mercil- mercilessly against us. And Carson Wentz throws like a last-minute touchdown to make the score 34 to 17. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Did I just ruin your hopes? No. Because you can see this happening. I can see it happening, yes. 
Yeah. But I'm hoping it doesn't happen. They can use Jalen Hurts in the backfield as much as possible to stop Lamar Jackson, but good luck. If you're not going to get the hands in the – if you're not going to get the ball in the hands of your playmaker or your playmakers, you're not going to win. Yeah. So Zach Ertz needs to step up. Alshon needs to play. Mm-hmm. Ertz needs to step up. And Fulgham needs to continue to be Fulgham. Yeah, we'll see if he can continue. That's so, what I'm most interested – to be honest, that's what I'm most interested in, see if this kid can keep playing well. Yeah, and he's getting open. That's the other thing. I, I don't know who he's playing against, if he's playing against the second or third corners, but he's getting open and he's making those catches and seeing the ball in. Yeah, because so, he's definitely going to be looked at this week. They'll probably be on him harder than they were last week. Oh, de- definitely will be. And you have to look out for these rookies too, like a Quez Watkins or, or John Hightower, who really haven't done anything yet. We were promised a track team. This isn't a track team. I coach mm-hmm. track. This isn't a track team. No. No, no, no. This, this might be more of like a soccer team where it's becoming more strategic but not getting open. Yep. Speaking of soccer, Kev. Go ahead. Go into it. That's why I, I let it in. Uh, All right, so. This is part of the podcast was I disappear for a few minutes and Eric talks about uh, the Philadelphia Union. So enjoy as I disappear from the show. That's right. That's right. Our Philadelphia Union have clinched a spot in the MLS playoffs with a tie last night against DC United. Now that tie. What was that, Kev? That's so exciting. It is very exciting. Um, the tie last night did feel like a loss, though, because D.C. has only won two games this whole year. However, the Union have made the playoffs, I believe, for the third straight season. Um, best team in Philly, I'll keep saying it. Um, the, they started off with the scoring. Uh, Fontana scored their first goal, made him go up one nothing on his birthday. Um, Congrats. Really, <laughs> what are you, like 16? No. Um, D.C. kind of just stopped playing, and uh, Santos made a pass, and Fontana finished. Then the issues happened. Bedoya started playing pretty poorly, uh, let up a corner, which D.C. scored their first goal on the 71st minute. And in the 74th minute, Bedoya was called for a handball in the box, which led to D.C. United's second goal. Um, However, the Union were not out of it. And McKenzie, a defender, scores his first career MLS goal from, like, 30 out with a bomb to make it 2-2. And That's the Union, Yes. The Union ended up tying uh, 2-2, but they clinched the playoffs. And we are excited in Philadelphia. And we're hoping for the best because we would love to win the MLS Cup. Thank you. Inv- invigorating stuff from Eric on the phone. <laughs> I'm so excited to uh, not to watch like a minute of the next game. They deserve more love, Kev. Well, we're ta- played well too. Well, ha- how's this? We're, we're talking about them second. <laughs> yeah, because they're playing. <laughs> we talk about them second on the podcast. So, um, yeah, congrats. They deserve Great. some love. Great job. Way to dupe it up. Dupe it up. Do you know who actually – they actually have – 
a decent coach who a lot of people didn't like, but he's 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 uh, he's bringing this team together. Still waiting for those players to leave for Europe, but we'll see. You hear that sound? Yeah, that's that's the sound of Philadelphia cheering. Ha ha. This this part of the conversation. You think you're so funny, Kev? You watch uh, if they make the MLS Cup Finals. How many fans of the Union there are in Philadelphia? Well, at least they have fans in the stands, but so do the Eagles now. I heard. So, uh, invigorating. <laughs> oh, we can go into uh, the more Philadelphia sad news. Um, the Flyers really did nothing in free agency. There's more. They signed. They signed Gustafson. Yeah, great. He played seven games last year. Eric Gustafson. Yeah, not the old one. Oh, it's it's not. No. It's it's not the same Gustafson. It's not. No. No. He so, had one good year in Chicago, but last year he played seven games for Calgary. This is awkward. Yeah. He signed one year, three million dollars. That's it. I guess I didn't see the actual signing. They didn't do anything else. No, they signed this like phantom basically player who's <laughs> I don't know. He played for the Blues a little. No Let's big go. names. No big names in Philadelphia again. No big names in Philadelphia. No, you know what I mean. You ever? When's the last time a Philadelphia team? Well, Bryce Harper. But when's the last time a Philadelphia team really signed a big free agent? Eric, there's Actually, a re- the Phillies there's have. A reason for this. The Phillies have. What's the reason? There's a reason for this, Eric. What's that? Philadelphia. Ah. There's bad things happen in Philadelphia. That's right. Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Nobody wants to come here because... You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia. Duh. Bad things happen in Philadelphia. You don't get the support of fans anywhere else as you do in Philly. Better than anywhere else. For the positivity. I appreciate that. (laughs) Are you done? We we love our fans, and I know... I don't need to hear Doug, all right? Doug is on the last leg of my patience. Thanks for the positivity. I appreciate that. You just having fun with sound bites? No, I'm not having fun at all. This podcast has been me just being disappointed. <laughs> I just get more and more disappointed. I can't even, like, look at rumors to figure out, like, anything positive because I don't trust the rumors. Yeah. Any Sixers or Phillies news, Kev? There's rumors. Well, give me a rumor. Like the one rumor right now, someone posted was Al Horford for Blake Griffin, who can't shoot. <laughs> like, why am I gonna get like? Uh, let's bring in another person who can't shoot. Again, just like uh, what's his name? Uh, the the guy they just picked up last year. Defender, point guard. You're not helping me. Sorry. Way to not help me at all. Josh Richardson. Oh, there you go. Yeah, another one. He defends well, but apparently he's also uh, on the trade block. That's that's <laughs> another rumor. Another rumor. So, hey, uh, you, I know, you know who didn't come to Philadelphia? It's always in rumors. LeBron James. Bobby Ryan. Oh, uh, where where Bobby Ryan go? Detroit. I went to Detroit. So Bobby mm-hmm. Ryan of Cherry Hill did not come to his hometown team. No, and Johnny Gaudreau is 
still in rumors for trades, but who knows? Oh, he's still there? Yeah. So Johnny Goudreau of Southern New Jersey is uh, is going to be – he's going to be a flyer soon. I yeah, promise. Fair. Yeah. Same with Shea Weber. <laughs> Weber watch. 2020. <laughs> Continues. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no real big news. Uh, the, the Phillies, you know, are the Phillies right now. No, the big news is that the Eagles are terrible. And that's that's where our eyes are on throughout this whole thing is that the, the Eagles are terrible. Yeah, and I don't know what they can do. That's why this podcast seems so lackluster because we're all like, oh, my gosh. I wonder who uh, Tory Smith is rooting for on Sunday. Probably the Ravens. Probably. <laughs> he did win a Super Bowl with both teams. Yeah, but he played more in Baltimore. Can we bring him back? Well, you're, you know what you're going to see on Sunday? You're going to see a linebacker who the Eagles could have drafted play really well against the Eagles. You're also going to have you're also going to see a linebacker in which the Eagles had on their roster play well against the Eagles. So <laughs> every you know, time yeah. you hear every, here's the drinking game for Sunday, Eagles fans. Ready? Every time you hear the name of L.J. Fort mentioned on defense for the Baltimore Ravens, you need to drink. Or Queen. Every single time those names are mentioned, you need to drink. The reason be, is they could have been Eagles. You're going to be drunk by the first quarter. You'll be drunk <laughs> within the first 10 minutes of the football game. <laughs> drink your water, be drunk on, uh, drunk on life, and enjoy because those are the names you're going to hear. That's your drinking game for Sunday's Eagles game. On top of that, every time Nate Gary gets burnt. So enjoy that. You want a nice little buzz? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles drinking game. Yeah. Every time Carson Wentz throws an interception, every Finish time Carson game. Wentz gets sacked, every time that Nate Gary gets burnt, every time you might hear the names LJ Fort or or Patrick Queen, you need to drink. Or if Boston Scott or Corey come out in the game. <laughs> There's another one. Let's add on to this. Every time that Corey Clement is in the game and a play action pass is run to him because they're not actually going to give him the football. Yeah. I think I'm done. Oh man. I think I'm every done. time, every time Zach Ertz actually gets a pass thrown to him. Oh, I don't even have awards this week, Eric, because you want, you know why, you know why yeah. I don't have awards this week, Eric. Why? You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia. I'm done. There's no awards this week. There's nobody to award. The Philadelphia Union tied, so they don't even get, like, the winner of the week. They clinched the playoffs. Ah, well, congratulations. They, they are the winner of the week. Your talk was so inspiring that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about them a lot more um, in my sleep while I'm sleeping at night. They are the winners of the week. The loser of the week is Doug Peterson, Jim Schwartz, Howie Resume Eagles organization. Great job. I, Eric, I think we're done. That's fine. You want you want to you want to sign this one off? Me. In, enjoy the Philadelphia Eagles drinking game. Yes. During the football game, remember yeah. every time Carson Wentz throws an interception or gets sacked, which might happen seven times. I might have to put this on our Twitter. You, you start writing down your notes, Eric. You got your <laughs> notepad? Yeah. Good. Take out your notepad. No, I don't have a pen. Good thing I do. <laughs> Every time Wentz gets sacked, 
or throws interception, drink. Right? Yeah, that's one. Every time you hear the name Fort, was it Fort? Well, I'm going Corey Clement play action pass. Oh, you're starting with the offense. Okay. Is there anything else that we uh, have to stick out on? Corey Clement play action. If, Austin Scott run outside. If Zach Ertz gets a threat pass thrown to him. <laughs> Austin Scott run outside, which gets loss of yards. Uh, if Zach Ertz catches a ball, you finish your drink. <laughs> Uh, what is he have, four, two catches in the last two weeks? It's bad. It's bad. Zach on, catches. Finish on, de- on defense. Defense, it's every time you hear LJ Fort. Or Patrick Queen. Oh, wait, this is still Eagles offense, by the way. Oh, okay. LJ right. Fort or, or Queen. Is it Patrick? I don't even remember. Because you're not listening to me. You don't listen anymore, Eric. Patrick Queen, you're right. That's what I thought. He was defensive player of the week last week, by the way. So every time LJ Fort or Patrick Queen's name is called, and this is how you get defensive player of the week every week, you play against the Philadelphia Eagles. It works every single time. Um, So our defense, it's every time that that Nate Gary gets burnt. My God, you're goodness gracious. I think that might be it. Yeah. Because he'll be burnt the entire game. <laughs> and then uh, let's let's just say every time an eagle is down on the field injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Every time there's an injury. Every injury. All right. There's, there's your uh, water drinking game for Sunday. Enjoy your buzz, girls and boys. Enjoy it. <laughs> this is – make sure while you're at it, you give us a five-star review. Comment, let us know how we're doing. Uh, all right, guys. Oh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Philly Fans. That's P H A N S on the Twitter machine, on the Facebook page, on the Book of Face. Uh, we don't have a snappy chat or, or a gram of Insta. Eric, Not where yet. can you find that wonderful gear that you're wearing? It's on our. It's on our. Um, it, it's on our Twitter. It's on our Twitter page. Nice. Good job. Yeah, you. you'll see it. It's uh, it, this the new stuff is the better stuff. I think it's on. It's sold through eBay. Uh, pretty easy to get. Uh. New stuff comes out almost every day. Uh, there's probably like 20, 30, 20 to 25 items up there now to look through. Uh, some hats, some shirts, some sh- there's a pair of shorts, there's underwear, there's everything. Socks. There's a pair of socks up there too. Nice. Great job. So make sure you do everything. Buy some gear, support the podcast, or just, you know, enjoy the drinking game on Sunday because that's the one way I'm going to get through it. This is Kevin. <laughs> And Eric. And I, we are going to sign off. We're all going to be plastered on Sunday. <laughs>